Hey, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. This is Pastor Jack C. again from West Houston Christian Center, and this is Living with Purpose. And today we're going to continue talking about one of the most purposeful things that we can do. Really, if this is something that each and every one of us, if we would take this and make it a priority um, to live this way, to make it our lifestyle, but also to pass it down and to be examples of it to those that are around us. It is to be an honorable person and to actually live by a standard and a code that God actually gives us through his word. You know, I said last week on the broadcast that when we talk about honor, if we're an honorable person, if we show honor, if I'm not a hypocrite about honor, if I'm actually living an honorable life, then it's always going to keep me in a place where I can receive from the Lord. It's always going to keep me under that open heaven. It's always going to keep me under those open windows of heaven. And last week we started looking at, uh, I believe, Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. And uh, we can go back there and look at this. But it says, A son honors his father and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due to me? If I am a master, where is the respect due to me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you priests who show contempt for my name, but you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? And if you go back and you look at the entire book of Malachi, and I highly encourage you to go back and read that book because it really is a whole book about honor and actually dishonor. And this was an area where Israel um, was holding a form of honoring God, but their hearts were far from it. And so God very methodically, very lovingly, very caringly just begins to take Israel through the prophet of where they were no longer honoring God. And really what had happened was is that the farther Israel got away from God, um, the more um, they began just to try and honor God with their lips. You know, they tried to honor God with their words, but there was nothing in their life that represented that honor. This was something that they were just doing. It was almost like a religious thing. It was almost like, well, we need to say these things and we need to do these things. And God really got on them. And uh, one of the areas, and, and this is not in my notes, but I feel impressed to talk about this just for a few minutes this morning, is he got uh, was getting dishonor through their offerings. And, you know, there are all kinds of, of small wars that are waged, um, you know, in Christendom today about the tithe. You know, uh, where did it come from and is it under the law? And, of course, there is no scripture in the New Testaments that, that commands me to tithe. And I want you to know that I understand all that. I totally understand that there's nowhere in the New Testament where God demands that I tithe. Totally agree with you 100%. But I want us to go back and I want you to think of the very first time that the tithe is mentioned. And this was this wonderful encounter where Abram comes back from de defeating these five kings and Mechizedek meets him on the road. And it says, and Abram gave him a tithe of all. Now, I want you to notice that just like we in the New Testament don't have any scripture that commands us to tithe, Abram didn't have any scripture either that commanded him to tithe. I want you to see that this tithing was all about honor. When we give of our gifts and our tithes and our offerings, it's not about what I'm giving and it's not about what I'm getting. 
It's about I am taking a moment and I am honoring God with the top 10% of whatever I have. Absolutely not was the tithe just supposed to be designated for grains or foods or however they used to do it under the law. Totally understand that, that tithing was under the law, but I want you to recognize that when it started, there was no law. That when this thing started, what Abram did, he did from his own free will, from his own heart. It was not something that he was trying to get something from Melchizedek. There was so much honor in him for what God had done in his life, he could not help but want to bring his offering with honor to Melchizedek. So that's how I tithe in the New Testament. I do it the exact same way. I don't tithe because God tells me to. Guess what? There's nowhere in the New Testament where it tells me that I have to go to church, that I have to do anything. Everything that I do in the New Testament, I do by grace and I do by faith. So when I tithe, and like you said, there's nowhere in the New Testament that tells me that I have to tithe, but I wanna honor God. And so I take that top 10%, you know, I'm a user of the product. I've been a tither my whole Christian life. It is something that has worked in my life since day one. It is undeniable, it is unexplainable how God has blessed me so much in what I have and what I do and in my family and, and passing along. But I want you to recognize that this was, that our tithe, that our offerings, they should be done because we honor God. Another way in, in uh, the book of Malachi that he talked about was that they were bringing, you know, when you brought something to God, you brought your best. You know, you went out into your, your fields and you looked for the best animal that you had. You looked for the one, you know, that, the, that was the strongest, that was the biggest, that was the best. We brought our best to God to honor him. And what the people had started doing was, is, well, I got this one, you know, I got this lamb over here and, you know, he's, he got bitten by a wolf. He's a little, little shaky. You know, this one's got, you know, this one's going to die anyway, so I'll just give God that one or this one's lame, or this one has mange, or this one is spotted. And instead of giving God their best to honor him, they just started trying to fulfill some sort of a, a religious check a box that they gave something. Let me tell you, when, when, we're, when, we're getting, when we're trying to find out what the bare minimum is for us to give to God, we have gone way beyond backsliding. We are, we, are, we are so far away from what the truth and what the power of what God is trying to do to get into our lives. So I just wanna encourage you, this really wasn't a part of what I was gonna talk about today, but I felt impressed to talk about it for a moment, that if you're gonna be a person of honor, when I bring my gift, when I bring my tithes, and when I bring my offering, I wanna bring my very, very best to God. I want to honor Him, I want to bless Him. But you're just like, Jack, he's got everything. Why does he need it? It's not about that. It's not about him. It's about me. Honor, <laughs> you know, I purpose in my heart to still, whenever I um, am around somebody that's older than me or someone that's been in ministry longer than me, I will purpose in my heart to make sure that I call them sir or pastor or brother. I always want to make sure that I honor them. I always want to make sure that um, I say yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. And some of you might think, well, that's just, you know, that's a Southern thing that doesn't mean anything. I'm not doing it for that person. I am trying to keep myself in a place of humility and a place of honor. When I continue to say yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, that is just reminding me that, you know what? 
I'm not going to put myself over or above somebody, that I want to keep my pl- myself in that place of honor because, like I said before, if I honor God, I am always going to stay in a place of receiving. Now, I want us to go back and look at Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. Very interesting. At the end of that verse, it says, It is you, priest, who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? That word contempt means to despise. To despise. I want you to keep that in mind. Let's go to Malachi chapter 1, verse 3. Malachi chapter 1, verse 3. It says, But Esau I have hated, and I have turned his hill country into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. To the desert jackals. Wow. Why in the world, this is God, why in the world would God hate, and it uses the word hate, and it means exactly what you think it means, how in the world would God use the word hate? Well, let's look at Genesis chapter 25. Genesis chapter 25. I hope you got your Bible. I hope you got your notebook. I hope you take good notes. It's always good to go back and review, go back and listen to the broadcast um, to hear what the Lord is saying. And look at um, Genesis 25, 34. And actually, let's look at verse 29 because I think everybody knows this story, but this is about Esau selling his birthright. And uh, this is about his encounter with his brother Jacob. Uh, let's look at Genesis 25, 29. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with some of that red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name will be called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. Jacob knew what was important. And Esau said, Look, I'm about to die, so what is this birthright to me? As you can tell right there, you can have two people raised in the same house by the same parents, and if you're not teaching them both how to honor or respect, they're not just going to pick it up on their own. You can have two people in the same house taught by the same parents, and one be honorable and one be dishonorable. So it's a matter of importation. Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob, and Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils, Then he ate and drank and arose and went this way. Thus Esau despised. Uh Uh-oh, there's that word despised again, his birthright. That's the same word that is used in Malachi 1.6 when it says that when they had contempt for his name, that they despised his name. I want you to notice that what the priests were doing in the book of Malachi by dishonoring God was the same exact thing that Esau did by despising or having contempt for his birthright. He did not honor what God said to honor. All the priests in Malachi, as I said before, they were not honoring the tithe. They were not honoring the communion meal. They were not honoring their offerings. Um, you know, what's the end of Malachi say? Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there might be meat in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord. If I'll not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing, there's not room enough to receive it. 
these priests had despised. They had treated the important things of God. And let me, this is a good thing. If you want to be an honorable person, you need to honor what God says to honor. If God tells me to honor something or someone, I don't have a choice in that matter anymore. It is my responsibility. It is my privilege as a believer to honor what God tells me to honor. When he tells me to honor certain people, I'm to honor them. When he tells me to honor certain days, I'm to honor them. When he tells me to honor certain places and certain things like that, then it is my job to honor them. That does not mean that we're just mind-numbing robots that just go through this life doing what God tells us to do. Trust me, honor is a wonderful thing and it should be taught and it should be caught. But one of the most, you know, how do you honor somebody that's not honorable? You know, now all of a sudden, now you're having to use your faith to do this. Because let's say the Bible says, honor your mother and father, your father and mother in the land so your days will be long. Well, what if your mother and father were abusive? What if they were um, addicts? What if they were all these horrible things and you had a horrible childhood? Pastor Jack, how could I honor that person? You know, you can honor them with your love and you can honor them with your distance. But how we can honor them is by not destroying them anymore with our words. Hurt people hurt people. That's just the way, unfortunately, the way that our world works. And so how do I honor that person who doesn't deserve my honor? I'm not doing it for them. We have to remember that when I'm honoring somebody that God tells me to honor, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. It is keeping me in that place where I can receive from God. If I can honor those that definitely don't deserve any honor. And I can't tell you how many times that I've gotten into a situation with somebody and that person um, was in the wrong. Um, they had not honored their word. Um, they were in no position um, to ask anything of me. But you know what? In the midst of all that, I honored them. And when I honored them, it totally deflated that situation. And they actually would turn around and come back and want to be helpful. When we honor people, I'm telling you folks, this is big. If we will learn to honor who, what, where, why, what God tells me to honor, then it's always going to keep me in that place where I can receive from him. So I want you to notice that the same thing that these priests did in Malachi is the exact same thing that Esau did. They both despised what God had given them. How did they despise it? One, they didn't honor it. And Esau, he threw it away for a bowl of stew. Guess what? I get Esau was probably hungry a few hours later. That's the most expensive meal on earth. There's no restaurant in the earth or the world where he could have purchased a more expensive meal than what he bought. He bought it with his birthright, and it cost him for the rest of his life. Well, I hope that uh, this is doing as much for you as it is for me. We're talking about the honor of God. We're going to continue doing this for however the long uh, the Lord wants us to do it. Um, I'm Pastor Jack Pigeon. My wife and I, Michelle, pastor West Houston Christian Center here in Houston, Texas. And uh, we would love to invite you to come to a service on Sunday mornings at 1030. Watch Living With Purpose on Wednesday nights at 7. We have a great website. We got things for all ages. And uh, we're just endeavoring to be everything that God has called us to be. Jesus is Lord. We'll see you next week.